welcome to Without the Footnotes, Not Your Typical Holocaust Lecture with me, your host, Estherini. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about the Herero and Nama genocide. Hi friends and welcome to episode three of season two of Without the Footnotes, Not Your Typical Holocaust Lecture. This series is all about different genocides that have occurred kind of over the last one to two hundred years. Um, this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the Herero and Nama genocide that actually happened in what's now known as Namibia. Um, I hope everyone is doing okay. We've made it to February. I'm really excited about this month for the silliest reason, well, no other reason than the days and the dates perfectly align. And for some reason, that's really because there's 28 days in this month and seven days in a week. It's just, I just love how that all lines up. It's a bit geeky, but I just feel like I can get so much more done for some reason. Um, happy that January is over. Been seeing some blue skies the last couple of days and we're creeping out of winter, I feel. Like the mornings are getting lighter and so are the afternoons. And more towards spring and ho- hopefully a little bit more freedom, but if anything, just warmer weather so I can actually get outside and actually enjoy the city I mean I'm not expecting everything to open back up but Berlin is very green and it's very nice to be outside and like chilling if you can and in the cold weather it's just near on impossible I almost froze to death yesterday at Tempelhofer Feld um because it snowed and it was like minus seven or something in the daytime and then dropped down to minus 10 so yeah, I'll be. I mean, just give me fifteen degrees. Like, I'm not asking. I'm not even asking for much. Just a comfortable temperature. Like, I'm not kidding. Yesterday I was probably outside for a couple of hours. And do you know when your face goes numb and you feel like if you talk, you're just going to start dribbling? Like that was me yesterday. Like, and then because I thought, because my face was so numb, I was trying trying to talk to my friend, and it was just making me laugh. And I was just like, if I don't stop laughing, I'm just going to start dribbling. So yeah, anyway, I'm rambling. Let's just crack on with this week's episode. Okay, so here we go. Is everybody with me? I'm just going to dive straight in. So I did say last week that the Armenian genocide is sometimes labelled to or referred as the first genocide of the 20th century. However, this one that I'm going to talk about today actually came before that and is recognised as the first genocide of the 20th century. So my bad, I apologise In my defence, when I was at uni many, many moons ago, I did learn about the Armenian genocide as the first one. And I think that this one, the the genocide of the Herero and Nama people, um, somehow gets overlooked at times. And I'm not sure why. might be because it took place in colonised Africa and there's a lot of academic debate around colonialism and genocide. So maybe that's why. But... 
Upon some reflection, I thought it was a good idea not just to do the same thing and to actually cover it here on the podcast. So we're just going to rewind a little bit to 1904 and I'm just going to take you through it. So the Herero and Nama genocide was perpetrated by the then German Empire or Second Reich, as we learned about last season. Uh, the Second Reich in Germany, uh, Second Reich in a German colony, sorry, uh, called German Southwest Africa that is known today as Namibia. And this genocide happened between 1904 and 1907. So I'm just going to break down what happened. So Germany colonised what is now known as Namibia between 1884 and 1890. And it was a huge territory, twice the size of Germany, with approximately 250,000 people living there. As it didn't, didn't offer much by means of resources that could be extracted from the lands and the people, it became a set, settler colony. And we know about settlers from a couple of episodes ago when I talked about the genocide of the indigenous people, peoples of America. So by 1903, around 3,000 Germans had moved to German Southwest Africa to settle. Now, this settler colony disrupted the societal and economic balance of the territory. And as a result, tensions between the indigenous peoples that lived there and the German settlers over issues such as resources, so land, water and cattle mainly, began to arise. And cattle was actually extremely important to the Herero people because they were Herero and Nama people because they were pastoral people which means they herded livestock and moved them around different areas of land according to where their resources were and they had a huge respect for these animals they were their livelihoods like there was a huge huge importance placed on this cattle so as many of you may ex have expected under German colonial rule indigenous land was routinely taken away from the native people and given over to the set settlers and alongside this the cattle was also handed over so as the Herero and Nama were as I said pastoral having their cattle taken away caused a lot of resentment and over the years, tensions grew as they watched the Germans slowly take over their land and their livelihoods. And alongside this, they were also used by the Germans as slave labour. So in 1903, some of the Nama people had just had enough and revolted actually against their own leader. And the Herero actually joined them the following year. Now, the main issue was over rights and access to land as the Herero had learnt that the Germans were going to build a railway that actually cut through where they were living to make the German colonies more accessible for the settlers and they had the aim to eventually bring more people to the colony from Europe. So alongside this because of this new rail railway they also learned that they were to be concentrated concentrated in reservations so have designated areas of lands to live in and because of all of that the Herero decided to join forces with the Nama like to um, rise up against German colonial rule basically so on top of all of this 
there was a lot of racial tension, as can probably be expected with colonialism, with the Germans viewing the Herero uh, and the Nama as a source of cheap labour, likening them to primates rather than humans, calling them baboons and treat, basically treating them like animals, like they were less than um, white Europeans, basically. And as long as they were useful to the settlers, they were actually just tolerated it's not like they had this great relationship like they did really view them as a lesser people than themselves and there was also economic tension because the Herero would often borrow money from the Germans but they didn't usually have the means to pay to pay their debts back because of the extreme interest rates that would be charged to them. So eventually, all of this, all of these tensions built up and resulted in revolts. And in 1904, the Herero, this kind of like kick-started the, the violent suppression of the Herero and Nama people because the Herero actually killed around 150 German settlers. And despite attempts by leaders who were there, um, German leaders who were there to pacify the situation, this caused huge outrage back in Germany. And the general mood was that there should be some quick and quite brutal revenge with the Kaiser himself calling for an eradication of the Herero people. And at the time it was reported by missionaries actually in the colonies that German settlers also shared this sentiment and called for the cleaning up or execution of the Herero people. Now, after this, German troops were sent in droves into the colonies where the violence was taking place. And eventually, by August of 1904, the Herero people had been surrounded and defeated by the German army. However, the Nama continued to engage the Germans in a war until 1907. So once the Herero had been defeated, the German army then pursued a ruthless attack on the men, women and children who had survived Many of them were put to death immediately by being shot or bayoneted. A portion of the Herero people fled to the desert with the hope of reaching British colonies to escape the violence. And it's reported that around a thousand people did so. However, many, many, many people died along the way. So the Germans, when the Herero fled towards the desert, the Germans actually made sure to seal it off to prevent anybody from returning. And it's been stated also that the, the Germans poisoned the water wells so that people had no access to clean water and would ultimately perish. So on the 2nd of October in 1904, a warning was issued to the Herero pe people, and I'm going to quote now, I, the great general of the German soldiers, send this letter to the Herero. The Herero are German subjects no longer. They have killed, stolen, cut off ears and other parts of body of wounded soldiers and are now too cowardly to want to fight any longer. I announce to the people that whoever hands me one of the chiefs shall receive a thousand marks and five thousand marks for Samuel Maherero, who was the overall chief of the Herero people. The Herero nation must now leave the country. If it refuses, I shall compel it to do so with the long tube, meaning a cannon, 
Any Herero found inside the German frontier, with or without a gun or cattle, will be executed. I shall spare neither women nor children. I shall give the order to drive them away and fire on them. Such are my words to the Herero people. So it was actually ordered that all males be executed and women and children were to be driven into the desert. And it was argued that there was no need to spare women or children because they would and I quote, infect German troops with their diseases. So this whole um, like eugenics and racial inferiority starts to come into play that somehow the Herero people would dirty up the German, uh, uh, dirty up the Germans' blood. Um, however, it was also reported that German troops repeatedly raped the women before driving them to their deaths. So even if they did think that they were racially inferior and dirty somehow, this sexual violence was still an aspect of the suppression of these people. So it was actually reported at the time in a publication called Der Kampf, and I quote, this bold enterprise shows up in the most brilliant light the ruthless energy of the German command in pursuing their beaten enemy. No pains, no sacrifices were spared in eliminating the last remnants of enemy resistance. Like a wounded beast, the enemy was tracked down from one waterhole to the next until finally he became the victim of his own environment. The arid desert was to complete what the German army had begun the extermination of the Herero nation. And this is something that's actually being reported at the time, and it quite explicitly depicts the violence and the intention of the, of the German army, which was to eradicate the people. Um, now, another awful thing about this genocide is we actually see the introduction of concentration camps and medical experimentation long before the Holocaust. So there was this one place that was known as Shark Island Concentration Camp where people were sent to be used as slave, slave labour. These camps categorised people into those who were fit for work and those who weren't. And they weren't designed for people to survive them with the administrators of this camp in particular, even going to the extent of pre-printing death certificates, stating that a person had died from exhaustion. Um, many people did not survive the horrific conditions inside the camp and they died of disease, malnutrition and exhaustion. The sick were left without medical care and food rations were wildly, wildly insufficient to the point where people would be given uncooked rice to eat. Prisoners were also subject to really harsh treatment, including beatings and hangings. And one eyewitness testimony states that, and I quote, there are hundreds of them, mostly women and children and a few old men. When they fall, they are jambocked. I hope I said that right, which is a heavy leather whip, like quite a long leather whip. They are jambocked um, by soldiers in charge of the gang with full force until they get up. On one occasion, I saw a woman carrying a child of under a year of under a year old slung on her back, and with a heavy sack of grain on her head, she fell. The corporal whipped her for certainly more than four minutes, and the baby as well. 
The woman struggled slowly to her feet and went on with her load. She did not utter a sound the whole time. The baby cried very hard. Now, I'm not going to get into it in this episode, but there is academic argument that there is a a through line between this genocide that was perpetrated by the Germans and the Holocaust because we do see some very similar stuff happening. So in terms of like the concentration camps, the slave labour, kind of the way that things were set up. Um, I don't know enough about it. I would have to do a lot more research, but I I did just want to say, because maybe the cogs are turning a little bit, but that um, kind of hypothesis or like argument is out there that it the Holocaust wasn't just random and then academics kind of look at this genocide and, be, and they're like, see, like, this kind of whole experimentation, the eugenics, the camp. Of course, it's a wild, like it's a wildly different ev- event. It's different people. It's different motivations, but it's there are similarities basically. Um, but I don't know enough about this whole this whole connection to really be speaking on it. But just if if you're thinking, hmm, that seems a bit it sounds a bit familiar um yeah there's readings that you can do basically to see what um scholars kind of say about it and how they make the connections um because prisoners were also used for medical experiments I think did I mention it I don't think I did so prisoners in the camps were used for medical experiments and they would be experimented on when they were alive but also once a prisoner had died they would also take parts of prisoner bodies and do experimentations on them. And another aspect of these experiments was that they would take skulls of people who had died and they actually sent them back to Germany for eugenic research with the hopes to prove that white people were superior to black people, basically. And these skulls stayed in Germany until 2014 when they were actually returned to Namibia to be buried. So even though this happened at the beginning of the 20th century, it took over 100 years for the skulls to be returned back to the place where they they should have been anyway. So alongside all of this atrocity, the women were also severely sexually abused and it's thought that around 80% of prisoners that were sent to Shark Island died there so a really low survival rate of this camp in particular so as I said earlier the war carried on or continued on until 1907 when the Germans suffered losses against the Nama people and the thing that actually stopped all the violence was the Germans were just like, look, the German population were like, look, we're tired of our suffering. We're tired of hearing that we've lost more people. We want an end to this war. So that's what happened. The war was ended and any survivors afterwards just became exploited slave labourers. So it's it's thought that around 80,000 indigenous people were killed in this genocide with 80% of the Herero population perishing and 50% of the Nama. So it was a very brutal and 
quite successful genocide. Now, maybe like me, you're wondering, well, what did people know about it? Like, did they just did they just do this and like kind of people just sat idly by and just allowed it to happen? This genocide was quite wildly reported and the atrocities that were being perpetrated were quite well known. I think the British actually did a whole report on it at one point that and that report can still be accessed today. Like if you go and look in archives, you'll as long as there's access, you'll be able to read the report that that the British did. Um, but yeah, the it was quite wildly reported and the Germans didn't seem to really be taking any con- care to conceal their treat their treatment of the Herero and Nama people. They just carried on with their brutal com- campaign until they decided to end the war. So that is the Herero and Nama genocide of 1904 to 07, kind of in a nutshell. If you are wondering kind of why and how this is still re- relevant today, the Namibian people are still seeking reparations, not only for the lives that were lost in this brutal campaign, but the lands as well, as most of the land that is suitable for growing crops it, and and the like is still to this day owned by descendants of the set, settlers. So they are seeking reparations and they're also seeking an official apology, apology from the German government um, they want the recognition and, and they want um, they know that Germany has kind of faced their past with the Holocaust and they want the same thing for themselves as a genocide that was perpetrated to uh, against their people by the Germans. And this week I actually found a news article that's from quite recently. It's from uh, summer of last year and I will put the link in the in the description for you so you can have a look at it and there's a video on there kind of explaining why the Namibian people are are seeking out this apology and their reparations and um, you'll be able to find information about campaigns and and the things basically the things that people are doing to to achieve that and also I found this documentary on YouTube and it's called 100 Years of Silence and I'm just going to read you the blurb of, of the documentary. So it's a documentary film about a near, about the near extermination of the Herero people of Namibia by German colonial soldiers in the first years of the 20th century. This history is told through the story of a young present-day Herero woman whose great-grandmother was raped by a German soldier, resulting in her light skin and eyes. Filmed in Namibia, where many much rich Um, mixed-race people live today, often carrying a stigma and unaware of who their German forebear was. Oh, sorry, my voice went a bit funny. I would highly recommend watching this documentary. It's about 40 minutes long. As I said, you can find it on YouTube. And I just think it's interesting to understand the, the aftermath and kind of the legacy of this genocide through people who actually live in Namibia and are descendant of um, survivors of this genocide and kind of hear their story a bit more rather than um, rather than me just explaining like giving you an overview overview of the history of it um, yeah to actually just engage in 
descendants and and the kind of activism that they're doing in there and what their kind of legacy is and their trauma that they experience post-genocide. And I do think it's really important to humanise that side of all of this. Like, yes, we can learn about it, but we also should engage with how the survivors and the descendants of um, survivors feel and how do they feel today so that we can actually truly understand the relevancy of even just knowing about this um so yeah I would recommend that won't take up much of your time 40 minutes um and if you can't find it on YouTube as I said it's called 100 years of silence but if you can't find it just email me info at withoutthefootnotes.org or just dm me on Instagram at withoutthefootnotes and I will send you the link so who knows you might be inspired you might be inspired to join the fight somehow and help the Namibian people get the reparations that they're seeking and that I mean that would be awesome if some community somewhere could actually be actually get their reparations for colonialism that would be great and very topical I feel given everything that went on last year and the way that we're taking a long hard look in the mirror at our colonialist past and what that means for people today and what they need from the people that have benefited from it so yeah that's it that's everything I've got for you for you today um as ever please rate review subscribe if you are on apple podcasts um if you've got any I'm sorry I keep saying um uh, my sister did tell me off about that but I can't help it if you have any questions or you want to know a li- little bit more or you want to you need me to point you in the right direction or as I said you can't find anything email me info at withoutthefootnotes.org you can also dm me on instagram and I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible and yeah help you with whatever you need so that's it for this week I don't think I have any other news to say I hope I wonder oh yeah let me know if anybody did anything for International Holocaust Memorial Day let me know about it I'd be I'd be intrigued to know if anybody did and with that I think yeah we'll just end out the episode and I will catch you next week ciao